You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming brought to you by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. It's Zandra Pollard with It's Where I Am. Today, my guest is Dr. G from Positively Kids. So Dr. G works with children at Positively Kids from ages three to... So I'm a birth to five specialist, Sandra. So I predominantly have a caseload of children under the age of five where I'm uh, supporting them, providing uh, emotional regulation, Uh, play therapy, uh, providing young people opportunities to learn how to manage those uncomfortable feelings that we all experience from time to time when we're feeling overwhelmed or frustrated, when we're mad, and and really helping young people learn uh, from a very young age how to better manage themselves so that they can be more successful in their home environment, their school environment, um, and as well as working with the children it's a privilege that I also get to support the parents, the caregivers. And right. Because they're learning a lot of this from the parents. So the parents are not regulating the behavior, right? Or don't know how to. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I you know, I, I want to always just acknowledge my parents and, and, and you know, uh, you and I always have a good time on your show. So thank you for inviting me back. Thanks for coming and back. I really believe, you know, I meet parents where they're at and and really want right. to uplift them and identify and celebrate their strengths um, so that they just feel empowered as a caregiver, as a parent, and they feel equipped, hopefully, and more confident to meet the needs of their children. Well, you know, so this is the thing. I'm a grandmother now. Get My grandbaby is three years old, and her mother had a tantrum in the store. Right when she was about her age, actually when she was about two, she had a tantrum in the store and I totally ignored her and pretended like I was leaving her there. Mm -hmm. But I had a watchful eye. She didn't know I was watching her, but she had thought that I was leaving her. She never threw another tantrum again. So I tried to explain to my daughter, now that she's a mother... You kind of got to do that so she will stop because it's about the attention. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that because the child is just being a child. Yes. But the child has to learn how to, you know what I mean? That's right. How to act from the parent. Yes. And then also, you know, children also have their own temperament. So that was the story about my daughter. Now I have a son my oldest son who is actually in studio today hey donovan now he had his own like his temperament was like 
I'm not doing anything you say. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want to do. And so that was different. It was more difficult to kind of shape and mold that behavior. Yes. Because he was very headstrong as a child. Well, that intervention, Zandra, that you did with your daughter is impeccable. Uh, you know, I, I uh, process different ways that parents can uh, better encourage, influence in positive ways, right. shaping their children's behaviors, hopefully leading to a more desired outcome where there's less stress in the family system, there's less stress in the home, uh, and, and the parents uh, can go to work or go about their day feeling a little bit uh, more reassured, I think, that mm -hmm. they might not receive a phone call from their children's school <laughs> or daycare or, or yes. what have you. Um, being a parent myself and uh, raising two boys that I adopted from the foster care system, they oh. each came with their own unique individualized needs. Wait, now how old are these kids now? Because okay. I know you have an adult <clears throat> son. Correct. I have two adult sons and they are now okay. 26 and 22. Wow. You look amazing. Thank you so much. It's all natural. And what about the <laughs> <laughs> And what about the two younger ones that you've just recently um Welcome to your home. Yeah, so um, we're in the process of welcoming a sibling group into our home. And, and okay. so this is something that we've been working towards because we wanted to grow our family. And um, that emptiness syndrome, Zandra, uh, hit real, me, huh? hit me hard. And, you know, it's something that we talk about with caregivers and parents to help prepare them in anticipation that this is a real thing. And boy, did it hit me hard. Yeah. Um, you know, the first year that my boys, uh, both of them, when they were both out of the house, uh, that was so uh, challenging for me because so much of my identity was being a full-time dad, was being a full-time parent. Okay. Um, and then I had to uh, re-identify um, who I was as a man, as, as a person, and uh, find new activities, adult activities that I was interested in doing. And, okay. and that, was, that was a lot. That was very, very challenging. And um, it, it certainly took me to go through my own process mm -hmm. to be able to come out of it where I feel like, okay, you know, like I'm, I'm me, I'm David again. So that school you brought in, um, brother and sister, you kept the family, you know, together yes. somewhat. Yes. So how old are they? Um, so uh, under the age of six. So, oh so, my gosh. yeah, yeah. So it's almost like we're starting over again. Uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, being a parent for me is the most rewarding role that I have ever taken on. And, um, you know, I, I've been very blessed in terms of my career and, and what I've been able to accomplish. But my greatest accomplishment by far is me becoming a parent. Um, that's just a role that I celebrate, that I love. Uh, and it's, as we say, you know, in marriage, for better or for worse, okay. when we become a parent, you know, we, we take the bad with the high moments. Okay. Okay. And so, and you definitely know what you're doing since you do work with children. Yes. From three to five. And so we were talking about temperament and we were talking about parents being involved to help shape and mold the child. So it is very important for the parent to understand that they do have a responsibility to be a part of the therapy process. Yeah, absolutely. So so we don't treat children in isolation. So okay. so we have to include the, the caregivers, include the parents, um, include the siblings, and include sometimes the grandparents. Okay. And, and and so that we can get all the primary 
caregivers on the same page so that we're delivering the same message to the child in each of their uh, respective environments. And I'm sure that this helps to prepare the child for um, school. Absolutely. Since it's three to five. Absolutely. And so prepare your child before they go to school. So we're teaching school readiness behaviors. There you go. To set them up for success and also to set the family up for greater success. Where again, I think as parents, how many times, Zander, have you felt when your children went off to school, you had that underlining anxiety? Just, Never. Just, no. <laughs> I don't believe that, Zander. <laughs> um, just, just because we, we're, we're warriors. I mean, we want our kids to have a good day. We want them to be accepted. Yes. We want them to build friendships. Um, we want them to look forward to going to school right. and and unfortunately you know I've worked with so many young people and with so many families where I hear that children uh, depending upon their school environment can be very challenging and there's lots of different obstacles that impact the child's desire to want to attend school okay. um, and, and, and school is a part of our natural development as right. far as being a young person and getting older and going through the different grades. And so like the social part of it is a huge piece like playing with other children. Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. So do you find or do you think that some of that is because kids are not going to the playground like they used to at that age or yeah I do I do so um, as parents you know we have to take some responsibility to identify positive activities in which we can expose our children to where they will have opportunities to socialize right. and that and that we're teaching them a new skill so so um, pro proxemics in in terms of you know um, what's considered socially appropriate and how close do I get to my friend or my peer right. or my coworker yes. um, when when we're playing a game and I'm really excited and I'm competitive how do we demonstrate to our young people good sportsmanship uh, how do we teach people patience? Um, and when we're losing and we get frustrated and we're upset and we're becoming angry, then you know what? How can we teach individuals to manage those challenging feelings in a positive way? Because you know, anger is is a is is a natural emotion that all of us experience. Disappointment is is an emotion, a feeling that we all experience. Mm -hmm. And, and they can be very uh, devastating for some people if, if they don't have the tools and are not equipped to manage those feelings. So what do you mean tools? Do you mean like recognizing and knowing what those emotions are? So I love feelings identification work, especially working with young children and and sometimes even with adults, because um, I have found that, you know, for, for the male gender living in the United States, it's it's not too uncommon when you speak with families that uh, boys, men, we're not so much socialized to discuss our feelings right? Um, and, and to, to engage with our partners and say, you know, wife, I had a tough day today and this is the reason why and, and really be able to communicate in an adult manner mm -hmm. that leads to fostering healthy relationships. Right. So, so much of this, the, the, the building block work that we do as far as emotional regulation, feelings identification, mm -hmm. um, we are teaching young people how to foster healthy relationships. Right. Because if you're at home going off cursing out your man and your child is looking at it, then they're probably not going to be great communicators. 
Right. And, and you know, I always say, Zandra, that people are just people. And, and so how right. I approach my role as a therapist is that I just recognize that all of us are working on something. Um, we're all on our own individual journey mm-hmm. and that... Um, you know, I, I'm just a vessel, and my team is, is a vessel to help families identify ways that we can hopefully increase the quality of their living, hopefully decrease stress, and increase overall happiness in the home. Okay, and I, I just wanted to add that, you know, therapy is such a positive thing. I mean, if you can get therapy, which you've told me that you do take Medicaid. I do. I'm a, I've been a proud Medicaid provider since 2000. All right. Because, you know, a lot of times people will call me and ask about services and it's like I'll reach out to someone and they're like, I'm booked. You know, they have no space. They have to wait months out. Um, So Positively Kids is available. Yes. Um, I'm sure you guys do an intake process. Yeah. So for families uh, that are potentially uh, considering initiating therapy, therapeutic services, all they have to do is call our main telephone number. Which is? um, Okay. That's a good question, Zandra. (laughs) See, I should have brought brought my business cards. Yeah. Um, But we'll get you that number. Um, yeah, so we have immediate openings where we can accommodate, you know, new referrals. And I approach uh, my role in, in really helping connect families to the appropriate resource, to the appropriate provider. So, for instance, if I was to receive a referral where I felt like maybe I was not the best fit provider for this family mm-hmm. to really meet the needs of that children and family, I'm going to help them identify a provider that is credentialed under their or through their insurance, and I'm going to link them to a provider in the community. Okay. Um, I really come from a place of I, I don't want to uh, – say no to families that have reached out to ask for help and and maybe they've had to work through that stigma that is still associated with accessing mental health services right. yet they had the courage and they found the courage to call me and to talk to me and to kind of share and, and open their heart to me a little bit right. um, you know I, I'm going to help them out one way or another and whether it's me or a member of my team that's providing clinical services or I'm going to make sure that I connect them to the most appropriate resource in our community within our system of care that is awesome and beautiful to hear um, now, tell us a little bit more about Positively Kids. How long has it been around, and what are all of the services included there? Yeah, so Positively Kids has been around, Zandra, for 23 years. Oh, my gosh. Um, it is a nonprofit, 403B, that was started by Fred Schultz, who's my CEO, and he's still the CEO today of, of the Foundation for Positively Kids. Okay. And, and initially, um, his goal was to create... Uh, medical services to have a medical clinic that could really uh, meet the needs of medically fragile children and and being able to uh, help families triage and assess what the child needs in order to develop uh, appropriately at age level to get their medical needs met and, and really linking them and wrapping them to the most appropriate, least restrictive level of care services in the community. So today, um, uh, uh, one service that I'm really excited about that um, in partnership with Sunrise Children's Foundation, another nonprofit foundation here in the Las Vegas community, mm-hmm. um, we will be rolling out next week 
our social skills group for children ages three to six. So this group is intended, again, to help children learn how to emotionally regulate, how to problem solve, how to um, determine uh, how to to manage conflict resolution, um, how to manage their disappointment, and and really learn how to... uh, be successful when they're getting ready to transition to kindergarten or to first grade or to second grade. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're really, really trying to teach these young people school readiness behaviors so that uh, when these children do admit into some of these public uh, school environments or public daycare environments, that uh, there's, there's not that fear of them being kicked out, which I've seen in so many cases throughout my 23 years of working in behavioral health. Well, you know, the number one issue in schools uh, that the teachers have to deal with is the behavior of the students. Yes. Right. So let's yes. let's catch it early. Absolutely. Um, so at Positively Kids, it started out a child can go and get a physical. So there's pediatricians there. Yes. Yeah, so we have um, child uh, medical doctors. We have um, uh, child um, advanced nurse practitioners. We have... Um, occupational therapists, speech therapists, physical oh, wow. therapists. That you have everything for We kids. do, we do. Okay. And, and we're recruiting for those positions as well. Hey. Um, uh, and so, you know, we really want to wrap families intensively. That is beautiful. Uh, just with the correct level of services. And Where have you been? Well, we, Positively Kids have been here for 23 years. But, but why weren't you talking about <laughs> it on this show earlier? I'm excited. This is to, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So it re- we really are a, a resource for the community. We are family-centered, family-friendly, families, children come first. Um, you know, we really are a provider that we don't say no. Um, we're going to figure out how we can provide medical and clinical services to families without turning them away. Because, you know, you have to have the referral from the pediatrician first before you're getting the mental health services. Is that correct? Unless you're just getting therapy. So, um, yes. So if, okay. it, if uh, so a, a pediatrician or mm-hmm. an advanced nurse practitioner can make a referral if right. they, uh, per their assessment process, determine that a child potentially could benefit from therapy as well as the family. Okay. Um, however, to access behavioral health services at Positively Kids, all a parent has to do is pick up that phone, call us, um, and we will schedule them for an assessment. We will, uh, you know, run their their Medicaid insurance verification, and we'll get them going. We'll we'll connect them to a provider. So, say they don't have Medicaid yet, they can set it up in your office, right? Yeah. So if and and so we provide uh, medical and clinical services to uninsured kids and families. Okay. And we will work with them in in regards to hopefully connecting them and getting them Medicaid eligible so that they will have uh, uh, insurance coverage. You hear that, Las Vegas? How about a website? Do you have a website for us? Yeah. So it's www.positivelykids.org. Um, and hopefully you'll see my, my face on the website now as their new Vice President of Behavioral Health Services. Um, I'm just delighted to be back um, overseeing clinical services within the Las Vegas system of care, as well as also being a provider. Um, I am a birth to five specialist. However, you know, I Wait am- Wait a minute, a what? A birth to five specialist. What is that? 
So postdoc, Zandra, I attended the Harris Infant Mental Health Institute in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. There are only 17 Harris Institutes throughout the world. And I walked away with a two-year um, clinical certification in infant and family clinical practice. Wow. So what that means is, is that I have... Um, higher level training as a birth to five specialist to treat this age group. To me, it just means you're an expert. Uh, yeah. Thank so. you. Well, you know, I, I just say, you know, I'm old um, <laughs> and, and families have been very kind to me, allowing me to be part of so many journeys where I can I can speak to just the positive outcomes that as a team, I don't take credit for the movement that we make or the successes that the family is able to 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 create. Is the family doing the work? You, you got it. You got yeah. it. And I'm just a small piece of their journey. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I'm a pastor passenger on their bus and they're taking me for a ride for however long they welcome me to be part of that team and together you know we we just talk about things we identify opportunities for the family and then we we brainstorm ways that maybe you know how are we going to create positive change you know a lot of times I think parents and this is anecdotal of course I think that they feel like they don't need services unless the child they're noticing like Autism, because that's a huge yes. issue right now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm here to say that there are other reasons to uh, see a therapist. <clears throat> but in terms of the autism piece, which yes. is so very important, I know you have some information about something that's coming up. Yes, so I'm very, very excited to share with your audience members, Zandra, that um, Positively Kids is hosting uh, an Autism Acceptance Day uh, in the month of April, and April is is nationally recognized as um, Autism Acceptance Month. So on October, or excuse me, on April 16, 2023, from 12.30 p.m. to 2.30 p.m., okay. we are hosting um, a resource fair, in essence. We're going to have so many vendors that uh, provide applicable services to support children that may uh, fall within the spectrum of autism spectrum disorder. We're going to have fun activities there for the kids and the families. And it's really just going to be, I hope, an uplifting opportunity to inspire hope uh, within our community, within our families. And, um, you know, I, I really, I'm such a family and parent advocate. And, and so I'm so excited that um my employer that my that positively kids is able to do this and and do it in a in a pretty large way to to just support people in the community and that's, that's really heartwarming beautiful and you know what i want when i first met you we did a show with uh dr michelle giddings and yeah. i just want to say shout out to dr michelle giddings I like and also you should let her know about this information maybe i will she would I like will. to be involved yeah so Positively Kids, we're going to get you that phone number, which is, okay, we're going to pause here and get the phone number. 702. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> I'll go with pausing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's get the number. So we're going to give you the phone number to Positively Kids. We have it now, which is? 702-262-0037. And one more time. 702-262-0037. Okay, so you can connect with Positively Kids for medical services, mental health services, and you can also call them to find out about the autism 
Awareness Day. Yes. Yes. Okay. So thank you again for sharing all of this information. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know? Yeah. So um, we uh, provide sport physicals. So if you have a child oh. that is um, in, involved in any type of sport, uh, for only $40, we do the entire physical, um, clearing your child to participate in their school sport. Um, and if, But if, for what age? Is only from three to five or from- Oh, no, no. Up to age 18. 18? Yes. Okay. And, okay. and just to offer clarification, um, so I do, and, and my other team members provide clinical services for behavioral health all the way up to age 18. Okay. As well at Positively Kids. So don't think it's just from three to five. That's who Dr. G deals with. Yes. Aside from his responsibilities as the vice president. But they do care for children and adolescents from ages three to 18. Yeah. And and, and actually, I can say from birth to age 18. Oh, okay. Excuse yeah. me. Excuse yeah. me. So, well, what... But they're starting with the behavioral health at age three, right? So it's like, how do you deal with behavioral health under three? Yeah, so, so, you know, this is really a very specific area of, of clinical um, specialization. And, right, which you're an expert of. And, and, I've, okay. and so way back when in 2008, Azandra, when I first completed my doctorate program, right out of the doctoral program, I, I was very fortunate to be offered my first director level position. And at that time, I saw such a huge influx of young children under the age of five entering care. And so I, I, I was overseeing about 45 to 50 high needs case managers, which would facilitate the child and family team model. And so I recognized then that I needed more training and education on how to appropriately supervise, mentor, coach, and treat birth to five age children. And that's how I got connected to the Harris Infant uh, Mental Health Institute in Phoenix, Arizona. And I was there on a two-year uh, scholarship. Um, and, and so, you know, we're really assessing developmentally where this young person is at from an emotional, uh, mental, and physical perspective. Right, and I forgot you also mentioned the speech pathology. Yeah, right? yeah, so I have little ones that I gotta you know, use my listening ears and uh, really pay attention because some of my little guys have speech impairments, have speech right. impediments. Um, and so it's linking them to a speech therapist, just helping them learning how to enunciate right. and how to pronounce words correctly and maybe to speak a little bit slower uh, so that their caregivers can understand them and then it, uh, uh, have higher probability at meeting their child's needs. Right. Because, you know, sometimes it's um, the way the mouth is shaped that affects the speech. Or it's, it could be the hearing. So let those experts let you know what your child needs, not me. So I want to thank you again, Dr. G, for being here. Wonderful, wonderful guest. Thank he you. will be back to talk about some other things in the near future. So listen out. And I hope to see you here next Saturday. Not you, Dr. G, my listeners. Tune in, 7.30, Saturdays. Also, you can find me on all your podcast platforms, especially the good ones like Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon. And I will be here next week, Saturday, 7.30. See you then. Thank you for tuning in. It's where I am. Bye. Bye.